0: Ah, the dog days of summer. Here in Chicago, we had one of the hottest months on record. And while most of the country is still baking in August, we're back to our normal glorious temperatures of low to mid-70s. That's 20 or so degrees for those of you in Celsius speak. This also means the frozen tundra is closing in on us, so I am going to spend the month enjoying every last bit of this weather. Well, that and figure out what the heck we're going to do about school this fall, because I know one thing for certain. I retired from teaching on June 6th. I am not about to go back in and teach second grade for an entire year. I barely made it the three months I was a first grade teacher. While I enjoy the last of summer with my small child and figure out this school thing, you're going to get to enjoy some cross-promotion of my podcast with Chip Griffin, the Agency Leadership Podcast. In this first episode, we talk about how to generate new business during a global crisis, a down economy, or when your business just needs an extra boost. Enjoy. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich,
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Agency Leadership Podcast. I'm Chip Griffin.
0: And I'm Ginny Dietrich.
1: And we're here today to talk to you about how it is that you're going to generate new business in the midst of all that's going on. Not that anything's going on. It's kind of a quiet No, time.
0: there's nothing going on. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: there's no news to be had. There's nothing going no
0: on. News. You know? No news. No. The world's not ending. No. no. Nothing going
1: on. If the world ends, good news is you don't really need to worry about new business. <laughs> no. The world's not going to end though. So you don't need to worry about it. You do need to worry about new business.
0: Oh, you do need to worry about new
1: business,
0: And it's a really challenging and I would say sensitive topic because you don't want to be seen as trying my, I can see Chip's face and he's trying not to laugh.
1: Focus, Jenny, focus. <laughs>
0: I can't. You're trying not to laugh and I don't know why. <laughs> Okay. So as I was saying, it is a challenging time because you have to be really sensitive to the fact that lives are upended and lots of people are homeschooling and trying to run businesses and trying to keep everything going. And it's a lot. It's a lot. At the same time, I think there's an opportunity. There's always opportunity. As you said in a previous episode, as Ram Emanuel said, fine, but it was not this nice, but find opportunity in crisis. You do have opportunity. And doing that and going after new business and prospecting is one of the things you should be doing right now, for sure. And just be sensitive to the fact that everybody's lives are upended.
1: Yeah. And look, I mean, we've tried to have some levity in the last episode where we talked about this crisis and obviously a little bit of levity here at the start of of this one as well. And you have to have some of that. Otherwise, I think you You just go crazy. (laughs) At the end of the day, everybody here is impacted by this. It's unlike any other crisis that I think we've ever seen. There is not a single person that is not impacted on the entire planet. In some fashion, either because they're concerned they might get it or concerned a loved one might get it or because they're affected economically, directly. Right, right. For better or for worse. I mean, so this is very different, but not everything can stop. We may have to all sit inside of our homes and kind of stare out the window and wonder what's going on out there. But there's a need for us to continue what we do, particularly in the agency space, in fact, there are a lot of my clients that are seeing increases in business for certain clients because there are absolutely businesses out there that are producing more work for their communications teams as a result of what's going on, whether that's crisis yes. work or because you work for a pharmaceutical company that maybe is working on a mm-hmm. potential cure or vaccine or what have mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities to be had. And make no mistake, there are some businesses that are doing better today than they were three or four weeks ago. I was watching CNBC earlier today, and the president of Goya Beans was on, and he said that their business is up 40% in the last three weeks. Holy cow. So we now (laughs) understand- I mean,
0: non-perishable.
1: We now understand why people are buying so much toilet paper, apparently. (laughs) Right. No so beans beans the get, magical fruit get your fiber get your fiber here but look it's true right i mean there are businesses out there that are doing extra well absolutely and if you're absolutely. an agency that serves that space there's a need to address that so yeah not everybody in the agency community is being equally affected by this some are seeing downturns in business some are seeing no change and some are seeing increases but regardless no matter which of those three buckets you fall into, you need to be focused on business development. Okay. If you're thriving right now, you need to work on it because, as I always say, right. the time to focus most is when you're busiest with client work, because otherwise you're going to get a dip at some point and it's going to be really surprising. And certainly if you don't have enough business right now, you want to be out there prospecting. So as you say, Jenny, you know, the, the key is to balance it out and be careful about it. So as I like to say, you need to take advantage without taking advantage. Right. And right. so there are a lot of ways that we can do that.
0: I agree. And I think if you stop and listen to what your clients are telling you, then I think you'll find opportunities. I have a friend who said to me yesterday, What do you think about this? Our client was supposed to bring all of their agencies together in person for an agency summit this summer, and it looks like that's going to be canceled. And she said, Do you think it would be? strange or obnoxious for me to to suggest that because of some of my other client experience of creating virtual events that I help them figure out how to do this online. And I was like, no, that's amazing. Do that. So finding opportunities like that, she wouldn't normally do that. She wouldn't normally put on the in-person event for this client, but giving them the tools that they need to put out this event on virtually, which she has and she's done is a huge opportunity for her. I don't think that's obnoxious at all.
1: No. And I think you've mentioned one of the keys here, which is to listen. You need to listen to your clients. You need to listen to your prospects. You need to listen to the industry that you're focused on or the industries that you're focused on. And you need to figure out what are the gaps that you can help fill. Because there's a lot that is changing in the current environment, and you need to find those opportunities where you can take your expertise and your experience and fill that gap. And it may mean that you have to reinvent how it is that you're presenting your services or a- adapt. If you've always taken a hammer and hit a nail, and then they stop giving you nails and they give you a screw, you don't want to keep hitting it with a hammer. It's not going to work, <laughs> right? It's I just going to sit there and it's, mean... it's not, you know, you want to go find a screwdriver. <laughs> right. So hopefully. Maybe. So you need to be thinking in the same way about your business and look at how things are changing. If you've done in-person stuff, you absolutely need to find other ways to do it, but it may not be just, okay, I did an in-person training. I'm just going to sub a a webinar in. That may not be the right way. Maybe you want to find some sort of a more creative solution, some small group things on Zoom where you've got the video so it feels a little bit more in-person. I was listening to someone recently who was talking about how they were pivoting to remote events and they were sending physical packages to the attendees. Cool, yeah. So that it felt a little bit more like the in-person experience down to the, they said that they were including snacks in the package, just like they would have in the conference room or whatever. So you need to think creatively and don't just go in a straight line and say, well, this is how I've always done it. I just need to keep doing this. I just, if you keep making the same prospect calls over and over again to the same people selling the same thing, it's probably not going to work today. You probably need to make some changes.
0: Yeah. And I would say too, that although I'm very big on process and I'm very big on saying to a prospect, this is how we do things. I would say that right now is the time to toss that out the window because you saying this is the way we do things and this is how much it costs right now is coming across as inflexible and not being able to pivot to a client's need or a prospect's need. So look for ways or opportunities that you can address the immediate need. And then eventually it might be a year from now or 18 months from now or two years from now, you can go back to your process and what you know works right now. Your job is to save your business and protect your cash and whatever you can do to do that,
1: do it. Yeah. And, and even more than that, it's to innovate and maybe find a better model. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you may have had a wildly successful process and model that's worked great until today, but maybe you can find one that's even better. And, you have to be open to that, and it may be that you just find through happenstance that this is the right mix for you, and you'll stick with it. So don't be afraid to try things. Yes, it's about the near-term survival, but it's also about the opportunity to see what might work for the future. It might be even better. It's sort of like we tell our kids, try this food. Maybe, maybe there are better like things it. than <laughs> hot dogs. I mean, there aren't many better things than hot dogs. They're pretty no, delicious. No, probably
0: but, not, but yeah.
1: But you can find other things out there and you may find things that work better for your business. So be open to it. Don't be stubborn. This is not a time to be stubborn. This is not a time to be stubborn. Absolutely.
0: We actually had this conversation in the SpinSucks community because people are talking about they typically do strategic planning sessions that last 10 to 15 hours over two days. And how should they do that? Can they just replicate that on Zoom? And I think to your earlier point, it doesn't replicate in the same way because having somebody sit on Zoom... (laughs) for seven hours a day, not going to work. No. So think about ways that you can sort of chunk that down, I would call it. Maybe it's two hours over the course of a week or 10 days, but figure and have a specific deliverable or milestone that you're hitting in each of those two-hour meetings. Because if you're trying to do a two-day in-person strategy session just on Zoom, you're going to lose people fast. So I think there are exactly some new opportunities for you to look at how to do things differently.
1: And let's take that particular example, because I think it's a great one. And frankly, it matches up with one of the challenges in my own business, which is not an agency, but there are certain similarities to it. And prior to all of this happening, my focus had been on multi-day, on-site, right, planning right. sessions, you know, right. high-ticket type things. And so, you know, obviously, that's out the window, at least for the time being. And so looking at different ways to do it. So you can still do some of those, but maybe you spread out the group things over a couple of days. But maybe you don't do the whole thing as your group. I mean, let's think about it. You know, how often Fair. have we done in person things, and we'll do a day long session, we've got a whole group of people in there, but you know, only two or three people spend most of their time talking. And, yeah. and so the Fair. other people do they really need to be there the whole day. So it's an opportunity to rethink it and say, okay, should I do a series of one-on-ones? So maybe I do a two-hour group workshop, but then I do a series of one-on-one or one-on-two type sessions. So you get a little bit more personal with individuals in that group. Maybe you get some more insight if it's a planning process, or maybe you get some additional training to them if it's in that direction. There's a lot of different ways that you can look at this, and it doesn't have to be the same. Or it may be that you're looking at I can provide similar services, but to a different group. So one of the things that I've looked at in my own business is right now, the people who are hurting the most and need the most help are the really small agencies. And so do I spend more of my time developing services for that segment right now? Because you know, if you've got 25, 50, 75, 100 employees, you're going to get through this in all likelihood as an agency. You have to make some adjustments. It's that sort of under 25 group that you know, has a lot more challenges. Great. And so- Right. I'm trying to find ways to service that piece of the community more because they're the ones most in need of help now, but it's a different model.
0: It's a different model. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm in that, I don't have more than 25 employees and this is a scary time for me. Right. I think with the recession, even though it clobbered the crap out of me, I didn't realize what it was doing at the time. Right. <laughs> even though I knew the recession was coming because they'd been talking about it and all this stuff, I didn't really know how it would affect the business at the time so I went into it really naive and ignorant and now I think there's some advantage to that because I just had to go with the flow and now I'm looking at okay what are my contingency plans I mean I'm planning for the absolute worst what if I lose all of my clients I might right what if I do yep. what does that look like so I'm planning for the worst and hoping for the best but it's a real challenge and it definitely is a different challenge than somebody running a larger agency
1: Absolutely. I think the other thing we have to remember is that there continues to be that business development opportunity out there. I mean, there are a lot of people who want to hear from folks right now. They're not necessarily saying, hey, I want to spend money, but they at least want to have conversations because they're trying to have as much sense of normalcy as possible. Right. so. We are, and I think we talked about this on the last episode, but we are very fortunate to some degree in the agency space in that most of us can do our jobs remotely. Obviously, in some cases, we've been doing them remotely right. already, right. but we have the opportunity to escape from a lot of what's going on around us by delving into work. There are lots of people I know who are in industries where they're not working, they're not yep. getting paid, and yep. they've got yep. nothing to do all day except yep. think about yep. it. So we've got an opportunity here. And there are a lot of folks that we may service as clients, as our primary contacts, or as our buyers who are sitting home right now, and they have less work than normal to do. So they have an opportunity to have conversations that are useful from a business development standpoint, or a pick your brain standpoint, or just a general networking. I mean, all of these things are open to us. And so it's important that we continue to do it. I mean, the Biggest thing I see is people saying, oh, nobody wants to hear from you right now. It's the middle of a crisis. Wrong. You've got, it's th- wrong. You, it's, you've that's got wrong. to be out there. Yes. You, know, you don't have to be out yes. there trying to sell them hard you know, and say, buy this now, buy that now. But you at least have to be having conversations because otherwise you're going to put yourself way behind the eight
0: ball. I will tell you that earlier this week, I sent an email to our entire list and I rarely do that. But it was just an email to say, I keep hearing the we're all in this together statement and we're not. We're not all in this together. We're all in this at the same time, but we're all coming at it from different perspectives. And to your point, some people don't even have jobs, so they don't have things to think about. So I just sent an email and said, you know, we have the free Spin Sucks community if you need resources or brainstorming it, anything like that, but it takes a try. And at the end, I said, if there's anything that me, my team or I can do to help you, please don't hesitate to let me know. And do you know that people are taking advantage of that? I mean, some people are just saying, I really needed this message. Thank you. And some people are like, oh my gosh, can you do a webinar for us in New Zealand? Yeah, I can. So there are opportunities there that I don't think would have come about normally had I not sent that email. And it wasn't selling our services. It wasn't talking about any of the stuff that anything that we're doing, but it was just a message of what I hope is hope and, it takes a tribe and we all have to work through this together.
1: Well, look, I mean, the reality is with what we do in the communication space or professional services generally, more often than not, you get business from being helpful, not yes,
0: from 100%. intentionally
1: selling. And that helpfulness may be making the connections. Yep. It may be creating content. It may be just being there for somebody. And so yep. th- this really is an opportunity for that. And I've seen companies mocked for the messages they're sending out similar to what you say, sort of, I'm here for you. But I think that's silly because while 95% of the people may not need that message, 5% may. And so you're speaking to that 5%. And like you, I've sent similar messages to my lists, and I've gotten feedback either, there was one in particular that resonated where I explained, and I think I talked about this in the last episode, why I don't see this the same as 9-11. And I actually got a couple of people saying, I lived through 9-11. I've been troubled by this. You kind of put it into words the way I wanted to hear it. And then I've also been offering anybody, if you just want to hop on the phone and talk, I'm you know, yeah. happy to, yes. to talk. You know? yes. I, mean, I, I will talk through your challenge. From a business standpoint, I'll just talk through challenges generally. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. I'm certainly not a therapist. So.
0: Right, right, right. No. Be- but beware, I- but I'm,
1: I'm happy to listen. And, it, and
0: there's value, I yeah. think, in talking to your peers. They say it's lonely at the top for a reason, and it is. And you can't have conversations. Like, I can't have conversations with my team about what happens if we lose every one of our clients. I mean, right. we certainly, from a leaderships perspective, have contingency plans in place, but it's helpful to be able to talk to somebody else who's going through something similar.
1: Right. I think that one of the challenges is to balance the planning for the worst case along with focusing on the opportunity. Because if you dwell too much on the negative, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you only look at the opportunity, then you put yourself at real risk. So it is striking that balance. But I think That's where having as many conversations with as many people as possible is so vital right now. And so it's having conversations to find out what are those gaps in the market. So talk to people in the space that you're in and understand what are the challenges that they're seeing? What are they looking to for the future? What do they see as their challenges three or six months down the road? And obviously, to some extent, we're all guessing, right? Because none of us know when we're going to be allowed to walk out of our house again. You know, right Right. now it's stay home, don't do anything. Yeah. And some people say it'll be over in two, three weeks. Some people say it'll be (laughs) a year and a half. Who knows? One day at a time. (laughs) One day at a time. As I said, when we were having dinner with this family the other night, if it lasts a year and a half, then the virus is probably not what will kill somebody here. Um, No. (laughs) So hopefully it's not (laughs) that long. Honestly, I don't think it's likely to be that long, but who knows? So It's keeping the lines of communication open. It's listening. It's having those conversations and people are out there to have those conversations with, but if you don't reach out, you won't have that opportunity.
0: Right. Right. And
1: most people want to help each other right now. In that sense, it is like the post 9-11 period where people are like, you know, how how can we help?
0: Yep. And so
1: if you have that opportunity, take advantage of it, but you have to Be willing to ask for help. You have to be willing to open yourself up and ask questions or explain your concerns. If you do that, good things are going to come from this, but you need to take that first step.
0: What is it that Wayne Gretzky says? You miss every one of the shots you don't don't take. take?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's absolutely true. And I think that if you take advantage of this opportunity to be learning by talking to people, That will also help you, regardless of whether it generates new business directly. Absolutely. It will increase your knowledge base so that as you are having new business conversations, whenever we're allowed back out, it will help you. So really take advantage of it. I know I'm kind of harping on this, but it's because I've seen so many people who seem to be taking sort of the approach of, you know, nobody wants to hear from me. And lots of people are being critical of marketing messaging. That's one of the things that really frustrates me is just people attacking people for the messages <sighs> that they're sending out yep. right now. Yep. And, and look, some of the stuff that I've seen, it does appear tone deaf and it doesn't make sense. And when I hear things like some cruise marketer is telemarketing <laughs> for bookings on cruises, you yeah, know, that's not okay. Right? That doesn't seem okay to me. I mean, that you no, know, that's not okay. I, I right. would not advise that. At the same time, you have to remember that people are in a difficult situation. Some people want to just be doing something. They need to feel like they're not just sitting there. So that's the explanation, I think, for some of the emails that are going out where a business sends something, you're like, okay, I don't really care what this company has to say about.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. So you're keeping everyone healthy. I got it. Remember, there's a human on
1: the other end of it who's sending that message. It's not. Yes. The car company itself or the bank itself that's right, sending, right. Is some human on the other end and they may just be looking for that sense of doing something themselves, right. whatever yeah. it may be. Particularly if it's a smaller business, it may be that someone's afraid for their job or afraid for their business. And so they may get more aggressive with some of their communications as a result. Give people space right now. Let them make some mistakes. There's room for you to make mistakes. And if someone pushes back and says Why would I want to talk to you right now? Don't take it personally. Different people are coping with this differently. So just say, okay, fine, I'll move on to the next person. But for the most part, I think folks are going to find if they're reaching out and talking to people in their prospect base, folks are going to be willing to have a conversation or at least be civil about it. So don't be afraid to do that.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And yes, there is some pushback on marketing messages, but I always say to myself, Those who don't do criticize. So the ones that are criticizing are not the ones that are prospecting. So you just have to take it with a grain of salt.
1: Right. And look, I would say give the people who are criticizing the same birth because they may have pressures that we don't know about. Absolutely. Um, And I think this is good advice at all times. I think in general, social media has opened the door for people to be hypercritical of everybody else who doesn't agree with them or doesn't see things exactly the same way. Step back and give people the room to feel the way they feel about whatever it is. But don't let it dissuade you, because now is the time to double down, to build your target lists, to be having those conversations, to ask for advice. Back when I used to do some angel investing, I always said to entrepreneurs who were looking for funding, if you ask for funding, we'll give you advice. If you ask for advice, we'll give you money. Right. <laughs> um, and there's something to be said for that here. So. Yes. Call people up, and the more that you can learn, the better positioned you'll be. And you can be that connector too. I mean, if you're talking to someone and they say, Hey, I don't need PR help right now, but what I really could use is this. Lots of PR folks are well connected and have connections, you know, contacts in other places. If you can make those love connections, if you will, so that someone gets the help that they need, whether that's personal or professional, people will remember that. So, This is a time to use your business development efforts to bank goodwill as well. And then the final thing that I would say on it is, keep in mind, there are people who still need services. So don't let someone say, don't need any help right now. That's not true. Everybody needs help. They may not have the budget for it. They may not be ready to do it, but there is nobody out there who could not be doing something from a communication standpoint that's useful, whether that's planning ahead. And we've been picking on the cruise industry a lot. Mm -hmm. The, I have. I should say I have. You haven't. But I've, I've been picking on the cruise industry in various podcasts and webinar conversations. that have. But even the cruise industry, if you're working for them, there are opportunities because on the other side of this, there's going to have to be messaging about why you still would want to get on a cruise ship. Why Correct. is it safe? You know, instead yep. of working on marketing and, and things focused on actual bookings, work on the planning for when things settle down, how do we communicate that We're doing the right thing as an industry that you do still want to get on a cruise and you still want to enjoy that as your vacation of choice. So it really doesn't matter what your industry is right now. There is an opportunity. It's just figuring out what it is, how to take advantage of it, being flexible in the way that you're packaging up your services so that it meets not just the needs, but also fits within their current budget and cash flow because everybody's feeling a pinch there. Even the big boys are feeling pinches. Yep, everyone is find creative ways. Maybe you adjust your terms a little bit. Maybe you shrink your projects down into bite-sized chunks that people can take over time instead of doing large retainers. There are so many creative things that you can do. There's no reason not to not just survive this, but to come out and thrive on the other side.
0: A freaking men.
1: I feel like a preacher. I think that didn't we finish the last episode (laughs) by you saying amen? (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. That's what I Um, seem to recall. Maybe you said that. Preaching to
0: the choir here. Anyway.
1: Yes. So with that, that brings us to an end of this episode of the Agency Leadership Podcast. But go out there, continue to be cultivating prospects, continue to do business development. And with that, I'm Chip Griffin. And I'm Jenny Dietrich. And it depends.
0: If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin
1: Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review.